This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After Hours with Amy Lawrence. You know sometimes I just like to freak you out, right? And sometimes I'm tweeting, and that's why I'm not talking right away when the music starts to sting out. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving! I hope you had a great Thursday. Whatever your Thursday looked like. I had a friend who spent Thursday by herself. She went to a movie by herself. She needed a mental health day, and it came at just the right time to coincide with Thanksgiving. She's had a tough couple of months, starting a new job, losing a family member, running up and down the road because of funerals and and visits with family members, and she's worn out. She's exhausted and, and just needed a day to stay in bed for a while and then to go see a movie that she'd been looking forward to. So whatever your Thanksgiving looked like, I hope it was exactly what you needed. I hope it was some combination of the F's. I call them the Thanksgiving F's. (laughs) Whether it's all of them or just one of them, I think Thanksgiving is valuable for so many reasons. Family, if you're fortunate enough to be with family. I was not, so instead I was with friends today, though they do treat me like a family member. Oh my goodness, and it was great. There were about 25-ish family members and me. I was the only non-family member, but they treat me like I belong. So it was really cool. I appreciate them so much. And boy, did we eat a lot. (laughs) Which brings us to the next F, the food. Then, of course, the fun. I throw in their faith because that's a big part of my Thanksgiving and, and my life. And also fellowship, whether, as I say, it's with family or friends or People that you encounter while you're walking your dog. I know this morning, early this morning, when I was walking my dog, I ran into a bunch of neighbors who were out 
walking their dogs as well, trying to get an early start on the day. And then I went running uh, in the morning because I was determined to get some exercise before I ate, uh, trying to forestall the food coma and maybe burn a little of that food off. (laughs) And everywhere I went that I encountered people, I said, happy Thanksgiving. And most of the time they said it back. I think one guy didn't hear me maybe, or maybe he just thought I was a wacko. I don't know. Either way, I try to spread that holiday cheer and and, uh, encourage the fellowship. And then finally, last but not least, the football. Man, how cool was it to have three games, three games that all were really compelling. I enjoyed all three of them. Watched them in three different places, which was kind of funny. So the first game, and I'll have to tell you about this, I had no idea that at this extended family gathering that I joined, half of them would be Lions fans, as in actually from Michigan. Half of them would be Lions fans. So that was interesting. I'd never watched a Lions game with Lions fans before. (laughs) So the Bills-Lions game really set the tone. Second time for the Bills in Detroit in a week, right? Because they had to play there last week uh, in the wake of the huge snowstorm that hit Western New York. So they were the, the, I don't know, maybe it was the hors d'oeuvres for you. That game was actually taking place while I was eating. So the family that I eat with, they eat really early. So I think we had start had our derv starting around noon Eastern time. And then the game between the Lions and the Bills kicked off about 30 minutes later. Here's what also was going on at the same time. The one main TV on the floor where we were eating was on World Cup soccer. And they're watching the Portugal game. And they're yelling and screaming about that because Ghana had scored a couple of late goals. Uh, anyway, so we had to... We had to get them in order for the football, the other football. No, I mean the other football. Uh, And so it was kind of fun to watch that first game with Lions fans. And then Cowboys and Giants. And in the first half, it was very competitive. Dallas put on a clinic in the second half. But I say it's impressive to see what the Cowboys can do with that ball control game that relies on a combination of Ezekiel Elliott And Tony Pollard, not to mention the way that Dak manages the game up and down the field. Certainly, CeeDee Lamb has become his right-hand man. And then the defense. The defense for the Cowboys. It allows the offense to take risks because the defense is so good and can cover up a multitude of sins, if you will. So that game was really interesting, too, inside the NFC East. Great crowd at AT AT&T Stadium. I'm determined next year I'm going to a game in Arlington. I've never been to Jerry's World. I really want to see it. I've got a friend who just moved home to Dallas. And so next year, picking a game in Dallas, I'll have to do my show from our Dallas affiliate, 105.3 The Fan. Finally, we get Vikings and Patriots, two teams that are coming off very different Week 11s because we're in Week 12 now, you guys. Oh, my goodness. Patriots had extended their win streak to three games in a row in week 11 against a division opponent, the Jets, the hated Jets. It was a 3-3 game until the final minute when we got the Marcus Jones punt return for a touchdown, probably the most stunning moment of week 11. And you all chose that as the after hours TD of the week. Meanwhile, the Vikings didn't score a touchdown, special teams, defense, or otherwise. 
they got steamrolled by the Cowboys in Minneapolis to the tune of 40-3 to last week. Maybe the most shocking game and outcome of week 11. And so here are the Vikings having to lick their wounds, but quickly to take on a vaunted Patriots defense. Oh, about that. So we had three really good matchups, and I think all three lived up to the billing, which is why I'm here, because I love talking about football on Thanksgiving. So again, happy Thanksgiving to you. Here's the post I just put up on Twitter, and I'll make sure I put it up on Facebook as well. After three great Turkey Day NFL games, because it's a holiday weekend, I know a lot of people are out of their regular routines. And in fact, we may have affiliates that we don't normally have during a typical work week. If you're listening on AM670, The Score in Chicago, let me know. So a lot of times we have different affiliates tuned in, and then we have people who are out and about or traveling, whether they're driving to their next destination or just moving around. We've got people who stay up later because it's a holiday and because it's a four-day weekend, right? That's one of the things that's so great about Thanksgiving is you get a four-day weekend. So you know, on Wednesday night, on Thursday night, on Friday night, Saturday night, you don't have to go anywhere unless you're moving. So we want to know, where are you and how are you listening? That's my tweet up, A-Law Radio or After Hours CBS. But A-Law Radio is where you find me. I did take a minute on Thursday morning to share a special photo of my grandmother In fact, it was the last one that she and I took together before I left uh, following her 100th birthday celebration. By this time, she was so tired of me taking photos that I had to beg her. But we took a photo, and she looks beautiful in her pink. This was three days after she turned 100, and it's the last photo I have with her before she passed away. Really missing her, of course, on this Thanksgiving. I've got friends who lost parents in the last couple months. And so the holidays can be challenging and and emotional and even painful for that reason when you're celebrating the first one without someone that you care about. So if you want to see a a sweet photo of Grammy Helen, you can check that out on my Twitter as well, A-Law Radio. And thank you for all your Thanksgiving wishes as well as for your kind words about Grammy too for those of you who saw the photo earlier. On our Facebook page, After Hours with Amy Lawrence, Again, I'll put a post up. I haven't yet. Where are you and how are you listening? Love to give those various affiliates of ours a little pub. Or if you're listening on one of the apps that we have, like the Odyssey app, which is our parent company, cbssportsradio.com is another way, another avenue that you can use to listen. We're also on SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app. And so however you choose to listen, I'm just glad that you're with us. Look forward to talking not just these three football games with you, but also the schedule for the weekend. Have you seen the number of quarterback changes and QB news that's floating around in advance of week number 12? And honestly, some of these matchups are very eclectic. I feel like would be the word. (laughs) The matchups coming up this weekend are odd. I just, I don't know. That's, That's how I feel. There's a couple that 
I know will be high profile. Excuse me, needed a sip of water. But there's always some, there's also some that it, they seem so they seem like odd bedfellows, just odd matchups. For instance, Tampa Bay and Cleveland. Now the Buccaneers are coming off of their bye week. And the Browns, of course, they're getting closer now to having Deshaun Watson as their starting quarterback, but they've got this last game to get through. You know, last week, they lost to the Bills in Detroit. They had the lead early. The Bills were sluggish to begin the game and ultimately were able to find that rhythm and take over, but Cleveland put up a fight, and now the Browns are home against a rested Bucks team, and maybe a little healthier. We'll see. The Bucs have had... A bunch of injury issues, as every team has at this point in the season. Cincinnati and Tennessee. Tennessee is one of the teams that I trust. I like that they know their identity, that they have a formula, and they stick to it. Derrick Henry first, second, and third. Throw only when you have to. Play tough, physical, hard-nosed, smash-mouth defense, a la Mike Vrabel. And then the Bengals. I'm not sure that the Bengals have yet played, say, two complete football games. They can put together explosive outbursts, but I don't know that I'm super comfortable with them still. But you remember last year, they didn't really settle into that crazy, like, high-octane, highly productive offensive stretch until late in the year and then on into the playoffs, which is what catapulted them into the Super Bowl. Houston at Miami. So the Dolphins coming off a bye last week. You can imagine they are chomping at the bit, ready to go, looking at the top of the AFC East. And we'll get to the standings. Speaking of the AFC East, the Jets making a quarterback change against the Bears, whose quarterback has a separated shoulder. The Atlanta Falcons, of course, they're hovering near the top of the NFC South, hoping that Tampa Bay trips up again on the road at the Commanders, who are now above 500 and are trying to keep pace with the rest of the teams in the NFC East. Oh, sorry, I mean the NFC Beast. It definitely is that. Denver at Carolina. Okay, this is coming from a longtime Broncos fan. I don't know why you would watch that game. I don't know why anyone would watch that game. (laughs) If you want it to be a happy Thanksgiving weekend, I would recommend you stay away from that game. Unless you are related to Sam Darnold, who now gets the chance to start again. This will be three starting quarterbacks in three weeks for the Panthers. Constant change equals constant losing in sports. It's a cliche and an adage that I come back to. I actually made it up. You like it, right? It fits. It fits well. So, yeah, there's that game. I'm assuming that will not be carried in my area. Well, that wouldn't be, that shouldn't be carried in anyone's area. Uh, Baltimore at Jacksonville. The Jaguars had started out real well. They looked strong in the first six weeks. And then life got more difficult, even for Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winning coach. The Ravens, they also have a formula, though they've had a few injuries. So that's an interesting clash. I like that one. Chargers at the Cardinals. The Cardinals were interesting. Now they're a mess. Though Kyler Murray is expected to return. Remember, the Chargers got chiefed last week. Again, 
by Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So they, they're just happy to face anybody other than Kansas City. Anybody. We'll take on anyone right now except for the Chiefs. The Raiders, who finally got off the schneid and got a win at the Seahawks, who are clinging near the top. I guess they're hanging on. Clinging would be the wrong word. They are hanging on for dear life at the top of the NFC West, tied with the Niners. But they've lost some of their momentum, right? Where the Chiefs, not the Chiefs, sorry, the Seahawks, don't know why that happened. The Seahawks are looking to grab that back against the Raiders. Then you've got Kansas City and L.A., as in the Rams. This game, no doubt, when the schedule came out, was one that the NFL circled big time. This would have been a great matchup if we're talking Super Bowl champions that we saw in February, but they are not the same team. Daryl Henderson, who's our leading rusher, got released this week. And, and, of course, the Chiefs have the best record in the AFC. The Saints, they had a big win last week against the Niners. And the Niners right now are a team that appears to have settled into their familiar sweatpants and slippers. They look like the Niners that we've known for the last couple of years. Well, since, since Jimmy Garoppolo got there and was able to stay healthy, this is who they are. But they have a lot of weapons around him. A lot of people getting excited about Niners football. Sunday night football, it's Green Bay at Philadelphia. Again, a game that maybe a lot of people would have circled on their calendars preseason. Eagles expected to be a high-flying team. A lot of people pointing to the Eagles and the moves they made in the offseason, and they've lived up to that. The Packers, not so much. And then Monday night football, Well, (laughs) it's your chance to see Kenny Pickett on national TV against Jeff Saturday's Colts. That's what I got for you. So the slate is weird, isn't it? These three games, I hope this is not the case. But Carlos is is nodding at me on the other side of the double-pane glass. I hope it's not the case that the three games we got today are the best games of the weekend, the weekend slate, but they may very well be. In fact, to tell you the truth, I don't even know which four games to put into the after hours game of the week poll. I'm not sure. I'm not sure which ones I would pick. Would you send me all kinds of nasty hate mail if I put Denver and Carolina in the poll? (laughs) I would, of course, just be messing with you. Okay, coming up, we're going to dive into, we're going to go backwards, right? So we're going to dive into the late game, which, by the way, is being replayed on NFL Network right now if you missed it. Patriots and Vikings, as I say, two teams coming into this game from very different angles, very different trajectories, if you will. Patriots coming in hot, the Vikings limping in, tail between their legs. On Twitter, ALaw Radio, where are you? How are you listening? I'm going to make this post also available on our Facebook page. So glad to have you with us again. Happy Thanksgiving. I am grateful for you. Those who tune in to listen to the show and have now for the last 10 years. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast.
right, third down and three at the six. And back to throw his Cousins. Has time over the middle. Caught. This is a touchdown to Jefferson. Across the ground, across the middle from left to right. He found him in stride. McCourty hit him at the one. The momentum carries him into the end zone. Touchdown, Vikings. Ball's back in his hands. Really good protection. Fires down the middle. Wide open. Caught. Two. One. Touchdown. Nelson Aguilar. And he was wide open down the middle of the field. A 34-yard touchdown pass. And so much for the Vikings in that opening drive. The Patriots have answered. Play action fake. Cousins in trouble. Now throws towards the end zone. Near side. Touchdown. Hawkinson. It took a while for that play to develop, but it's a one-yard strike. T.J. Hawkinson from Kirk Cousins. And with a minute and a half remaining in the first half, the Vikings have regained the lead. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. I love that back and forth between the Vikings and the Patriots. If you thought you were going to go to sleep early because your belly was full on a Thursday evening, well, think again. Happy Thanksgiving to you already. Seeing your tweets come in. Where are you? How are you listening? And we'll retweet those from our show account, After Hours CBS. Uh, I thought I was going to get to the post on Facebook during that break and didn't quite, but I'll put it up, I promise, before the bottom of the hour. So, yes, we're in studio. Producer Carlos is with me, so Jay has the long weekend. Three great Turkey Day NFL games, and I want to know, for those of you who are regular listeners, we're glad to have you. Of course, we never take you for granted. But we also know on holidays there are a lot of people out of their regular routines. And so we generally have new people, new recruits, newbies, we call you. Give me two weeks, you'll be hooked, for better or for worse. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. We've got a YouTube channel, a brand new holiday version of Ask Amy Anything is available there, including me telling you what I'm thankful for in 2022. Facebook page two, and then on Twitter, after hours, CBS. So plenty of fireworks from the jump between Patriots and Vikings. And you can imagine what a relief it was to Minnesota to actually see their offense find some momentum again after three measly points versus the Dallas Cowboys a week ago. They were embarrassed. They were humiliated on their own field in front of purple-clad fans who had dressed up like Halloween characters I know, skull. Uh, They definitely were all kinds of crazy last week, only to have the Cowboys come in there and steamroll them. They got flattened by the Cowboys in every facet of the game. Against the New England Patriots, people who wondered whether or not the Pats would be able to generate enough offense to make this a game, but there were seven scoring drives in the first half. They were tied at 16 at the break, and you hear the calls on both Westwood 1, as well as with Paul Allen on Vikings Radio. In that first half, Kirk Cousins threw an interception. I'm sure there were groans. Here we go again. But it only led to a New England field goal. And they were starting fresh when they got to the break. And it was more of the same. How about that? Four consecutive scoring drives to begin the third quarter, including... One dynamic moment. I always look forward to these. We had one last week when Cordero Patterson became the NFL's all-time leader in kickoff returns for touchdowns. Folks kick short. Juan Wu 
from the four near side. Angles to the right, to the five, to the left, to the 10, 15, 20, 25. Kane toe-tapping the sidelines. Here he goes! Kane Wadwu! 30, 20, touchdown! That's Kane Wadwu's third kick return touchdown of his career. That one went for 96, and it's 23-22 New England. That was literally 13 seconds after a Hunter Henry touchdown in which the Patriots had taken the lead. So the Vikings wasting no time, nodding it up again at 23. And it stayed that way for a while. Patriots were able to get a field goal late in the third quarter, I guess midway through the third quarter. They got real close, but they could not get the ball across the goal line. So they're leading 26-23 into the fourth quarter where the tone of this game changed. So there are a couple of big moments. First of all, the Vikings were able to take were able to tie the game, uh, take their offense into field goal range for Greg Joseph. Man, the number of fire Greg Joseph calls that I saw on social media tonight was astounding. So anyway, it was a 14-play drive. It took seven and a half minutes, and they ended up with a field goal. I'm always blown away by that. You just spent seven and a half minutes to get three points, but they were able to tie the game at 26. So then it appears as though the Patriots are about to get the ball back. We're midway through the fourth quarter. They forced a Vikings punt and a running into the kicker flag is thrown. Patriots fans fit to be tied, of course, because it comes automatically with a Vikings first down. Now, you may not believe the Vikings are for real, and that is your prerogative. We shall see. You are what your record says you are and what you do on the playoff stage. But by giving the Vikings a second chance, you are inviting disaster. Well, and you're inviting a Justin Jefferson moment where he might just embarrass you. Cousins back to pass on second down. Here's a deep shot. Jefferson got loose. He caught it. No way. Yes, at the 15. Yes, you can't stop Justin Jefferson. It was another one of those plays. He made an unbelievable catch and was smacked right after he caught it. It's a catch up 35. First down for the Vikings. And JJ has 138 receiving yards. Play action to Dalvin. Kirk straight drop. Looks to the end zone for Thielen. From Cousins to Thielen, and it's 32-26, Vikings. Third and three from the 19, seven seconds to go. Jones back to pass. He'll throw over the middle as caught. Jacoby Myers declares himself down, and we declare the Minnesota Vikings as victors over the New England Patriots. Okay, so we got a lot there at the end. Ultimately, after an incredible Justin Jefferson catch, there was an Adam Thielen touchdown. So that's about nine and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And the Patriots had three more opportunities, three more possessions with the football. But the defense clamped down. The first one was a three and out. The second one ended with that Daniil Hunter sack. And then early in their final and last-ditch chance, there was another sack. And so three sacks by the Vikings D, two of them coming in the final minutes when they are trailing by seven. This is what the Vikings needed. 
33 points, although not all of them from the offense, had the kickoff return for the touchdown. But a battle. They battled back and forth. This wasn't a runaway game. They don't play those kind of games. (laughs) When Paul Allen was on the show last week, I asked him, why are the Vikings incapable of blowing anyone out? That's just not how they play for whatever reason. They are the kings of one-score games. And here's another one. And so, yes, they were humiliated by the Cowboys. But this is how you rebound. And to do it on a short work week, very impressive. We'll hear from Kevin O'Connell, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins. Man, that Thanksgiving dinner's got to taste a little bit better. Coming off a win. Okay, a lot better coming off a win. And the Patriots, disappointed. Though the offense looked a lot better than it did in the wind against the Jets in week 11. You can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Also on our Facebook page. Lots of you weighing in, letting me know where you are and how you're listening. And then our Facebook page, too. I'm putting that post up right now. We're just getting started. We've got three and a half more hours to go. Plenty of time to talk about all the football that you can possibly handle. Let's do it. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Cousins back to pass on second down. Here's a deep shot. Jefferson got loose. He caught it. No way. Yes, but the 15. You can't stop Justin Jefferson. It was another one of those plays. He made an unbelievable catch and was smacked right after he caught it. It's a catch of 35. First down for the Vikings. And J.J. has 138 receiving yards. Play action to Dalvin. Kirk, straight drop. Looks to the end zone for Thielen. Yes! Touchdown! A 15-yard touchdown bullet from Cousins to Thielen. And it's 32-26 Vikings. Coming off of uh, last week, the the blowout, uh, we didn't like the way we played. We didn't like the way things went. Uh, You know, going into this game, uh, we just forced having more energy coming out. Uh, and just doing what we're supposed to do. Follow Amy Lawrence on Twitter after hours or anytime. Her Twitter handle is at ALaw Radio. That is the voice of one, Justin Jefferson, who on this night has another fantastic, uh, just a, a fantastic catches, huge numbers, dazzling plays. He is can't miss TV. He's becoming one of those players in pro sports, one of those athletes in the NFL that you don't want to miss because you never know what he's going to do next. And on this day, he goes over 130 yards. He hauls in a touchdown early in the game and then is able to pass Randy Moss for the most receiving yards in the first three seasons of his career. Just happens that they both wore the purple. They both wore the Vikings uniform. So yeah, Justin Jefferson is is on a meteoric rise. And every time you think he's got to the point where he's shown you his hand, he's shown you everything he can do, well, then he shows you something else. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. This was a fun game. A lot of scoring. I know Patriots fans were nervous about 
Mac Jones in the offense, he's completing nearly 80% of his passes in the last couple of games. The offense played well. He amassed more than 350 yards. Just Vikings a little bit better. You can find me on Twitter, A-Law Radio, retweeting those of you who let us know where you are and how you're listening. And the post is now up on Facebook. Boom! (laughs) I finally was able to follow through on that promise, but I'm feeling pretty good about myself right now. Happy Thanksgiving to you. We're going to talk a little college football on this edition of the show, to be sure, because there are obvious games this weekend that have implications for the college football playoff ranking. But the ones, the one game, the two teams that most people have their eyes on, I actually, I'm not going to be home, so no one tell me. I'm not going to be home during the game. It kicks off at noon Eastern, which is noon at the Horseshoe. I've got it on DVR. And my hope is that when I get home on Saturday, I can watch the game without finding out the result beforehand. I know that's hard to do. I just have to stay off Twitter and essentially not take any text messages from the Ohio side of my family. That's also something I have to do. (laughs) All right. So again, let's talk about some of these numbers for Minnesota and this result for the Vikings. You hear Jefferson, you know, mention that this was huge for us. We needed this win after the way that we lost uh, and the way that we were humiliated by the Dallas Cowboys. So he has nine catches, 139 yards, and the early score. But it's that touchdown. Paul Allen on Vikings Radio described it so well. That touchdown that was precision pass from Kirk Cousins. The two of them are developing a great rapport, a little bit like what we see with, say, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, or try to think of some of the others that are incredible. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, who obviously used to play for the Vikings. Uh, Even, I would say, Tua and Tyreek, though they're very early in their relationship, so you're not quite there. But what we saw from Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup all of last year in their first season together. So Justin Jefferson has that amazing catch where he snags the ball away from two defenders, leads to the Adam Thielen touchdown, also a TD for TJ Hawkinson. So they're spreading the ball around. But man, when it goes to Justin Jefferson, everybody raves, including his head coach, Kevin O'Connell. He's one of absolutely absolutely the most special players I've ever been around as a player or coach. Um, He tends to show up. Uh, and, and be ready to go every time we, we put on the uniform and, and go out there. He was double teamed a lot tonight, um, had some success against some of those double team looks. When he got single coverage, Kirk found him a few times, got a great double move there to set up Adams' uh, touchdown, uh, go-ahead touchdown. Um, he's a special player. He means a whole heck of a lot to our offense, to our team. I'm just so proud of the way he battles and the grit and, and the determination and the preparation that he's put into this. and. and People forget sometimes it's still only year three, and he's learning so much each and every week, but the talent and the competitive drive that he has uh, just makes him a very special player. We had a lot of long drives and sustained drives and uh, you know, found a way to get more explosive today, which I think was important to get more explosive plays. It was a bit of a challenge throughout the game to f- be aware of how much they were trying to you know, really take Justin out of the game and then how much they were still going to give us opportunities to get in the football. I thought our coaches and Kevin did a great job with the plan all week, but then executing the plan or, or calling the game, um, you know, to give us a great uh, chance to have success. So Kirk Cousins, Kevin O'Connell, actually 
you may not know this, but O'Connell was a quarterback in his NFL day. He was drafted by Bill Belichick and the Patriots going back to 2008. So he speaks quarterback, which is valuable when you're trying to get an offense on track and the number of weapons that this team has. I know Dalvin Cook didn't get a lot of touches tonight. It really wasn't a game in which um, the either team was going to have a lot of running traction. Uh, so the, the Patriots only ran for 45 yards and the the Vikings only ended up with 57. Dalvin Cook did, in fact, carry the ball or get the handoff 22 times, but only at 42 yards, which is a testament to the Patriots' defense. But you pick your poison against the Vikings. As much as you all may think that is ridiculous after watching them put no touchdowns on the board last week. <laughs> the, the, uh, the offense itself for the Vikings had the 26 points. And then we got the Kane Kane Wanwu. I had to practice that a few times. I wanted to be sure I didn't mess it up. Kane Wanwu, 97-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. So two weeks in a row, we're able to get that dynamic play. And it's kind of cool to have it happen. felt good just to be back there, you know, with my teammates around me. But, uh, yeah, during the play, you know, just we had great blocks. Saw the sideline, got to the sideline. Saw the kicker was blocked. Like, oh, yeah, we're scoring. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a good play, great feeling just to be a momentum starter for our offense. And, you know, that's just the mindset on special teams. That's a really neat moment. And so, yeah, it's awesome when you can get points from your special teams. And the Patriots know that well since they had the points last week to win the game on the punt return by the rookie Marcus Jones. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Let's see. NFC North standings. You guys, this is crazy. Like This is, this is so upside down. But I love it. I love that the Vikings, under their first-year head coach, are realizing their potential. I love that we've got fresh blood. People ask me that all the time. Who do you root for? How do you root? I don't root for anything but storylines that make the show really compelling. And the Vikings being one of those teams that's coming out of, I don't want to say nowhere, but some obscurity the last couple years at the end of of their, you know, the last head coach, their their tenure there and not being able to realize their full potential under Mike Zimmer. So here are the Vikings at nine and two. They can sleepwalk. I wouldn't advise it, but they can sleepwalk the rest of the way through the NFC North and they're still going to win this division. They've all but technically clinched a playoff spot. Wait, is that touching the money? No. I, I mean, you are what your record says you are. They are nine and two. And want to hear another crazy stat about the Vikings? This is your nerd alert. They were already the only team in NFL history to win seven straight games by one possession. Okay, so they did that, and then they got slammed by the Cowboys. Smashed. Smothered. I I could come up with all kinds of words. Steamrolled. (laughs) They got flexed on by the Cowboys. Anyway, before that, they had won seven straight games all by one possession. So now they've got another one by one possession. Now eight games, not in a row, but eight games all by one possession. So the only NFC team ever to do that, the only other team in the NFL ever to have a similar run was the Chiefs in 2020. And they went to the Super Bowl. 
I'm just saying. I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm just giving you a point of comparison, if you will. So, yes, the Vikings live on the edge. And here's what I'll say about that and why it's valuable. It puts you in that tense, pressure-packed situation, whether it's the emotion of it, whether it's having to learn how to perform under pressure, it's almost like you're playing postseason football every single week because you're fighting and scratching and clawing for every win. And so it does give them an edge when it comes to these types of games in the playoffs. Right now, they are 9-2. and two. The next closest teams in the NFC North are the Lions and Packers at 4-7. and seven. And we will get to the Lions coming up next hour. As for the New England Patriots, well, they had a three-game win streak. Mac Jones nearly 400 yards passing with a couple of touchdowns, but it was actually the defense that couldn't hold the lead. Definitely a tough game for us. Um, Never want to lose, especially on Thanksgiving, but we just got to kind of move on, flip the page, and get ready for the rest of the year here. We got some good opponents coming up in our division, and um, just got to look at the film and try and get better. Definitely not the result we wanted, and... Um, but there's no time to kind of drag and feel sorry for ourselves. So definitely a lot of things we can do better, and we'll just watch the tape and, and learn from it. couple of big moments that went against the Patriots in this one. Uh, first of all, the running into the kicker flag, which I mentioned, that was on a punt by Minnesota. It extended their drive in the fourth quarter because with the flag against the Pats, uh, it was on an automatic first down for Minnesota. And so that was the drive in the fourth quarter that resulted in the Adam Thielen touchdown. So that was one flag that went against them. I've seen it a few times. It's a judgment call, right? I don't know how you can quibble with it. But anyway, there's another one that a lot of people were upset about, and that was the initial Hunter, well, second, would have been a second Hunter Henry touchdown, but it was called back after on uh, after review and replay. And for whatever reason, the NFL brain trust, the officiating brain trust said that there was enough evidence there that he hadn't caught the ball, even though... Some of the replays seem to show that his hand was underneath the ball and it was secured. Um, but yeah, for for the uh, for this particular game, it seemed like the big moments went against the Patriots. And a little bit later on, we'll let you hear from Belichick. <laughs> That's Bill. Belichick, comma Bill, about that overturned touchdown. But that is our first hour, man. That was quick, and we're seeing a lot of your tweets. A Law Radio. Want to know where you are and how you're listening. Uh, Great to connect with you on this Thanksgiving night. And then our Facebook page, too. I put a post up, so check it out. After Hours with Amy Lawrence on Facebook. We're live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.